I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. We continue tonight in 2 Samuel, chapter 12. We are reading from verse 15. Do you boys remember what happened last night in the first 14 verses of chapter 12? So, the messenger... Nathan. Yes, Nathan comes to David and tells David what happened. That's right. And sends this message from the Lord. David um, said, Whoever done that to the poor man's lamb deserves to die. Right. He didn't know it was about himself. And then when he heard it was about himself, <clears throat> he apologized to the Lord. And... He um, was sorry for what he did. Right. So David was the one who wouldn't die, but the kid would. That was a good recap, Trey. We are now on verse 15. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had born to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and went into his house and spent the nights lying on the ground. The elders of the household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused, and he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, while the child was still living, we spoke to David, but he would not listen to us. How can we tell him the child is dead? He may do something desperate, David noticed that his servants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. Is the child dead? he asked. Yes, they replied. He is dead. Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. His servants asked him, Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But now that the child is dead, you get up and eat? He answered, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, Who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, 
Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her. She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him, and because the Lord loved him, he sent word through Nathan the prophet to name him Jedidiah. That's sad. It just went down right there. It was a humble acceptance of David. It reminds me of a story of my grandma. And a story my mom tells about my grandma. Um, you know, my mom had a sister. Uh, well, my mom has lots of sisters, but she had another one. Um, she had a sister who died when my mom was just a little girl and her sister was like 15 or 16 years old and if she wouldn't have died you guys would have an aunt named Jane um, but she did and you know my grandma my mom's mom uh, my mom tells a story about her that is uh, it just reminds me of this where you lose a child and eventually you just have to wake up and go forward it's not sad to mourn the child. It's not sad. I mean, or uh, it's not like it's pitiful to mourn the child or it's pitiful to be hurt or to plead to the Lord. But at some point, you just have to get up. And I've never been through anything close to that in life, so I cannot speak from experience. I can only take the experiences of other people and imagine how hard that is and how inspiring it is to see somebody who watches their children um, go through pain and suffering and, and die at a young age um, and still every day just trust in the goodness of the Father and look forward to the day they will go to her because she will not return to them and uh, I just think it's uh, it's inspiring and it really gives me a lot of a lot of respect for my grandma your great-grandma I guess maybe I should call her and tell her I love her and that I'm just moved at how she is so strong in the Lord and so strong, uh, such a strong woman. And I'm proud of her. Even though she's my grandma, I'm proud of her. Very uh, much a person that I would like to, <clears throat> to be stronger like. But this reminds me of that and... Uh, I'm glad that David felt he should comfort Bathsheba. I'm glad that David stayed with her. I'm glad that David didn't just become crushed over this, but that he moved forward and that they had a son that was Solomon. And Solomon is a king that is very helpful for us. He wrote a lot of the things, the Proverbs, the Songs of Solomon, most of the Proverbs at least, probably some of the Psalms. Solomon was very wise. And it was good that he came from David. So we'll continue on in verse 26. Meanwhile, Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and captured the royal citadel. Joab sent messengers to David saying, I have fought against Rabbah and taken its water supply. 
Now muster the rest of the troops and besiege the city and capture it. Otherwise I will take the city, and it will be named after me. So David mustered the entire army and went to Rabbah and attacked and captured it. He took the crown from the head of their king. Its weight was a talent of gold, and it was set with precious stones, and it was placed on David's head. He took a great quantity of plunder from the city and brought out the people who were there, consigning them to labor with saws and with iron picks and axes, and he made them work at brick-making. He did this to all the Ammonite towns. Then David and his entire army returned to Jerusalem. I felt like when I was reading this just now, that is the end of chapter 12. And I'll close with this. You notice how that chapter closes with David being victorious in battle? Mm-hmm. That means who was with him? God, the Lord. That's right. I think in, in an earlier episode we talked about David being a man after God's own heart and that David knew a secret. And do you remember the secret that David knew? Um, that God loved him. That God loved him. He just knew that God loved him. He knew that in his mistakes, God loved him. He knew that at his most impressive moments, God loved him. He just was aware of the fact that God loved him. You know, if I had sinned so bad that people had literally died, that my own son had died for my sin, it would be so hard not to condemn myself for the rest of my life. It would be so hard to be able to approach the Lord and not condemn myself continuously and feel like he's rejected me and there's nothing lovable about me. Even in this moment, you know, in my day-to-day walk, where I struggle with sin. Sometimes I get to feeling that way. Like, you know what? The Lord is probably so sick of me. You know, or in the middle of a bad sin, you might say, God, that one's, that's too much. That's too bad. He's never going to look at me with favor again. But David got up. He had done terrible things. Terrible things. We learned about the entrapment of sin in the last chapter. We learned that it steals, kills, and destroys. David lived that to the fullest and shows us a perfect example. And it all finishes with the death of his own son. But David doesn't live the rest of his life in shame and in condemnation. He gets up and he says, the Lord did what the Lord did. I'll see him again. Notice he never, he's never afraid that he's not going to go to heaven to be with him. He knows that the Lord has forgiven him. The Lord told him that in the earlier part of the chapter. The Lord has forgiven you. You won't die. But eventually he will go to be with his son. And he knows that. And despite his bad behavior, he has found peace with himself. And that is a challenge for some people. It's been a challenge for me at times to look back at your life and say, yes, I did that. 
but I learned from it. The Lord forgave me by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the only way I could possibly receive forgiveness for that sin. And I'm at peace with me. I'm okay. Let's just make the next faithful decision to move forward and trust that the Lord still holds us in his hand. And David did, and he was delivered into victory in battle. So as bad as David was, I like the picture that he gives us of how to move forward from failure. It wouldn't be the last time in David's life he ever messed up. But it was a good picture of how to recover from this one. How to deal with the consequence and how to recover. You understand? Yes. Alright, another fast one tonight. I appreciate you boys. I love you. I love you too, you too. You guys are good kids. <laughs>